listening to the Women's Online Wellness Podcast, a podcast all about your health and wellness issues that affect you every day. We want to educate, entertain, and maybe make you giggle a little along the way. No annoying statistics or jargon here, just information you can use every day to be healthier, happier, and less boring. All right, here's your host, OBGYN Dr. Ron Eaker. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Women's Online Wellness Podcast. It's Dr. Ron Eaker, your host. Hey, wow, VIPers, and welcome to another edition, a very special edition of Thirsty Thursday. You know, this has really become so much fun for me. I think we're giving some really good advice. And I don't know if you're like me, but I'm really getting kind of sick of this COVID-19 stuff. I know it's serious and I know it's important and we're just, we're, we're still in the midst of it. And part of the beauty of being able to have a platform like this is being able to give you some cult of, uh, some, some very specific curated scientific about information because we all know there's a lot of garbage out there. So it's it's really been a blessing to be able to do this on a regular basis. But, you know, when I think about the last few ones that we've done, they've really targeted a lot on the kind of the science, if you will, things like testing, things like uh, vaccinations and all the important stuff. But I've been getting a lot of feedback from folks asking about dealing with being at home, dealing, dealing with the stresses and the just the internal conflicts that go on when we're confined to a space we're not normally confined to, especially when it comes to our work setting. That's what's, I think, thrown so many people off. And it's like the tip of the iceberg or the, using another analogy, the, the domino effect. When we begin to see the stress from being out of our normal environment and being in a home environment, which can create a lot of stresses as we'll get into, uh, but it begins to affect everything, whether it happens to affect sleep, it might happen to affect energy level, activity level, weight. Certainly, we see that a lot in, in our practice. So in response to a lot of the uh, feedback we've been getting about how to deal with these issues, I do what I normally do when I don't have all the answers myself. I call in an expert, just like we did with the stress eating and Kristen Jones, who was fabulous. If you hadn't seen that interview, go back and watch that. But to really bring maximum value to you folks that have really become such a, a big family of ours, it's, I wanted to address this issue of working from home and all the ramifications that come from that. So I naturally did what I thought was appropriate, call in the cavalry, find someone who is really an expert at doing that. And I did. I found Katie Thompson. Katie is the... Uh, CEO and creative genius behind Modern Darling Media, a marketing and branding and design company that works with individuals and groups and corporations. And she brings a unique perspective because she's worked in the corporate world. She understands the nine to five, but she also for the last several years has worked exclusively from home. So she understands the ins and outs of working from home and has been through a lot of those issues. In fact, has become somewhat of an expert in dealing with these issues, especially in women. 
her focus is really on female entrepreneurs. And she really has developed an expertise in dealing with a lot of these issues that many of you are facing right now. So I felt like what a great opportunity to bring her on to give you this incredible value, give you some insights, some tips and tricks that might help you in turn reduce what quite honestly may be longer than shorter if with regards to some of the issues we're dealing with. Uh, so Katie is here with us and oh, I almost forgot one little very important detail that probably is the high point of her resume. She's my oldest daughter. Mm -hmm. So many of you who've, who've been uh, on this page for a while, in fact, who've been in my practice for a number of years, maybe even remember Katie from uh, years ago when, when I would say we'd be running around at the practice or I'd be at the hospital and my wife would bring up Katie and Caroline, my youngest, and you remember her as being this little bitty little Little, little girl who was just running around causing trouble and, and spilling drinks all over everybody and well she's grown up and as I mentioned she has got her own uh, media marketing company now and really has done a remarkable job in being able to transition from this traditional corporate life to working from home which so many of you are into now so with that with, with all that uh, introduction. Uh, welcome, Katie. It's it's great to see you. If we have to, she's in Salt Lake City, by the way, so we don't get to visit very often. But by golly, we've mastered this Zoom stuff. Her mom and her and, and Facebook Live have gotten to be experts in that area, as many of you have. In fact, we're planning now our Mother's Day Zoom call so we can celebrate Mother's Day, which I'll bet you a bunch of you folks out there are thinking about doing too. So welcome, Katie. To wow, thirsty Thursday. I'm so glad to come on and share with you guys. This is awesome. Uh, Katie has, I forgot to also mention, uh, part of her uh, expertise is in podcasting. And I know a lot of people now are exercising and listening to podcasts. Uh, she does a podcast called Hustlenomics, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit. And it's really geared, again, towards the female entrepreneurs. Was there anything in that introduction that I left out that you think our, our folks need to know? That about covered it. I mean, Modern Darling Media, the Hustlenomics podcast. I just started another side hustle, which is always fun. And I'm sure a lot of you guys are starting side hustles right now. I sell vintage clothing on the side. So, you know, always trying to come up with new little business ideas. Well, you know, isn't that, isn't that kind of characteristic of what people are seeing today? I think one of the, you, you've got a couple of choices when you're thrown into a scenario like this that is so foreign to your, your normal lifestyle. Either you can get depressed about it and get angry about it, or you can look for the opportunities. It's funny when you talk to people and you hear the words that they use to describe where they're at right now, you can almost characterize when they use words like, I hate this, this is driving me crazy, or uh, I, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling uh, down and out about all this, as opposed to when they use words like, well, maybe there's an opportunity, I think we can come out of this and do better. You almost get a sense of, 
two different ways of reacting to this. Has that been what you've seen in the women you've talked with? Yeah. And it's almost like going through the seven stages of grief. Like you're going through, like, I don't want to deal with this. I'm angry. I'm in denial. Then you get to acceptance obviously later on, but um, you know, big kind of part of my mission is um, that we do feel both of those feelings. We're going to be upset. We're going to be angry. We're going to be depressed. Um, but then we can also move and change that into something positive. So, um, you know, I never tell people don't feel those feelings or you're bad for feeling those feelings. I say, feel them, feel them deep and then move on from it. So a big part of my mission is just feeling all that you have to feel and then transforming that into something that's um, actionable. Along those lines, and that's a perfect segue because I think one of the biggest issues <clears throat> that so many women are specifically experiencing right now with, you know, 65, 70% of women in the workforce now all of a sudden working at home, which is a big shift from where they were before. There is a lot of stress there and there is a lot of difficulty in change. How important is that, that self-care when you're working at home? How is that different? Let me ask you this. And it's kind of two questions built into one. Because you've experienced both the corporate setting and working from home, how how is the self-care different? How, how do you approach that differently? Yeah, I think my idea of what self-care is has changed a lot. Um, you know, it's not just a glass of wine and a bubble bath. Well, sometimes it is, but... Um, <laughs> you know, I still... Your, I still your, mom, your mom would even leave out the bubble bath, the glass of wine... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, I still do that. But, um, you know, it's it's shifted to something where, um, you know, it includes going to the gym or exercising, um, you know, feeding myself healthy things, but also allowing myself to have treats when I want, just like had mac and cheese today. So, you know, I just wanted it. And so I let myself do la, 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 la. It's my birthday week. I celebrate it all week. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've had to really kind of change my idea of what self-care is. Um, and instead of just doing it whenever I feel like it, I make it a priority. So like I do time blocking um, with my schedule. So I have client work, obviously. I have to work on my own business as well. So I say, all right, from nine to 10, I'm working on client A. From 10 to 11, I'm working on social media for my own business. Um, so along with that, I also block in my self-care, as I would say. So I say, all right, well, from one to two, I'm going to the gym or I'm going for a walk. Um, or, you know, five to six, I'm not touching my computer. I'm cooking dinner, which I love to cook. So actually blocking in that time and putting in my schedule makes me honor it a lot more. Um, it makes me honor it like I would a meeting with a client, um, you know, so I can't really get out of it because it's on my schedule. Um, so that's one way that I really make sure that I, that I do it um, and I'm not pushing it aside for other things. And I think that's a very important point that I want folks to really grasp is that when you're in a, a corporate setting, when you're in a job, when you're at, at that space, that space, that environment takes on a certain degree of influence on your behavior. Mm -hmm. It's very different when you're all of a sudden in a home setting, the environment, you become different in your approach to your work, to yourself we're all used to compartmenting our lives into certain boxes and our immediate environment influences how we react to that. So how you take care of yourself at work when you're at work is different than how you take care of yourself at home. 
And I love the idea of scheduling in that personal time. And it's actually easier probably to do that at home than if you were in your cubicle, right? Well, you think, um, you would think so, because when I was working in a corporate environment, I would look forward to that like 10 minutes when I can go walk around the building. That's what I looked forward to. But when I'm working at home, you know, I get kind of in a routine and I'm sitting in front of my computer for six hours and I look up and I realize I haven't gone outside, you know? So um, I think it's a little bit different if people would expect it to be easier. Um, but also another part of self-care that I think people don't really view as self-care is setting boundaries with yourself. So like actually making sure that you have a workspace in your home. So like if you're working from home for the first time, um, it can be really difficult to figure out where you're going to work. Are you going to work at your kitchen table on the couch or whatever? And especially if you have kids or a family that, you know, you're trying to take care of as well, that can be really difficult. So actually having a delegated workspace um, that leaves the rest of the house to be your home and not your workspace. So um, you don't feel like, oh, okay, well, I'm just working anywhere. So I'm going to open my computer. If you know you're in your office, you're working then. If you step out of your office, that's your time. It's your not work time. Um, so things like that, setting time when you're stopping at the at certain point in the day. Um, when I first started working in my my own business, I would work all these terribly weird hours. It drove my now husband crazy. Um, and I was working, you know, on the couch and the bed and it just was, there was no delineation of what was home and what was work. Um, so I had to say, all right, well, I'm stopping at five, five thirty um, every single day. Sometimes if I have projects that I want to work on at night, that's fine. But, um, making sure that I give myself that space to actually step out of my work mode. <laughs> Speaking of that, I think that's an important point is the potential for distraction. Yeah. at home can be <clears throat> very different than in a work setting. Although if you've got an annoying person in the cubicle next to you, sometimes it's actually a blessing to get away from the, you know, the guy who takes his shoes off every morning and, you know, just not a, not a healthy environment, mm -hmm. but in a home setting that takes a whole different uh, atmosphere with, with spouses, with kids. Uh, is there any way to, other than having a space that you can think of to help with distractions, to avoid distractions? Yeah, I think it's it's tough for everybody. And just being self-aware of what you know is going to distract you. Like I am easily able to work and watch TV at the same time, um, which baffles my husband. He doesn't understand that at all. <laughs> I, I have never, you, you got that from your mom because I, I have never been able to do that. And even as early as high school, I had to have things quiet. I could not have a radio on, could not have a television on. It just, it just took away from my ability to focus and concentrate yeah. where other folks like yourself, I think there's something the way you're wired, having that ambient noise actually pushes you to focus and, and, that's kind of your style. Mm -hmm. What happens when, and maybe we can use you and your, your husband, Jared, as an example, when you have different styles, how do you, how do you deal with that when you're in the home setting? Yeah. And we definitely do. My office is literally three steps from his office. Um, and so living together, being quarantined together, working together, it really um, makes you kind of realize how different Anna like you are when it comes to working styles. And I think it's just communicating and being honest, understanding that you are going to be different and just sitting down and understanding, okay, 
I need you to really not have the TV on or I need you to stay, have a quiet voice during these times and being um, able to be reasonable and um, kind of just give and take. I think it's just communication. <laughs> that's it. I think that you hit it right there. And that's that communication. Yeah. We've, we've seen a lot of news reports about increasing domestic violence, you know. increasing even uh, suicide and, and alcohol and drug abuse during these times when people are in their homes and certainly not just applicable to their jobs, but just the stress of being around another human being a lot that they're not used to being around. We see it all the time when people retire. Oh yeah. I, I see this in the office. A woman will come in and say, man, life was great. And then my husband retired <laughs> and, and you know, I, I love him and we have a great relationship, but he's everywhere I am. I can't get away from him. <laughs> and it's, 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 they almost say it jokingly, but you can tell there's that disruption of their lifestyle. Well, I think during this COVID-19 episode, people's lifestyles have been so disrupted that couples, especially that are not used to working together, all of a sudden are being thrown into this environment. And I think the, the key there is that communication that has to, you have to have brutal honesty in saying, look, this is not going to be the norm. It's not going to be easy but we've got to talk about our differences in how we approach our work, how we approach our free time, try to come to some agreement as to how that's going to work. But you can't do that unless you're a aware of either the similarities or differences. So you have to be pretty introspective and then B have the courage in the relationship to be able to discuss that and not be threatened or, or feel like, one's trying to get one up on the other, you know, yeah. and, 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 and sometimes what I've seen is partners uh, will almost, it, it's almost like a competition as to whose work is more important. Yes. And <laughs> that's a dangerous hole to go into. And, yeah. and it's usually that never came up because he was here, she was here yeah. and they were doing their things and then they come home well, now he's here, she's here. Right. So there sometimes can be that, that power struggle in a way. It's almost unconscious in some aspects. Yeah. So I think I, I love your point about communication. I think that is at the core of uh, making that work out and not yeah. kill each other. Yeah, exactly. And one practice that I've, I've started doing, especially because you mentioned we're both working from home and this is nothing new for us, but um, you know, is if I ask him to do something like if I say, okay, I've got an interview at 11 for my podcast and I, I will admit, and he will admit too, he is a loud talker. He is, I can hear through him throughout the house. Um, and I said, you just need to be quiet during this time. So if I'm asking him to do something for me, I, you know, always give the option, all right, what can I do for you? You know? So it's not just me, oh, asking, I love that. Yeah, I it's love not that. me asking for something. It's also me saying, all right, is there something that I can you know, do later on for you. So it's, it's a give and take and that helps not keep score kind of. That is fabulous. I love that. That one tip alone right there is worth folks watching this by this, this uh, wow video in just approaching it, not in a demanding sense, but just saying, uh, Hey, listen, I need you to do this. And then I'm going to, I really want to help you out. And Oh, I love that. That yeah. is, that is beautiful. That is kind of along those lines. 
Mm -hmm. Any tips on, you mentioned a little bit about scheduling, anything else that helps you be more efficient or effective in working from home to stay on track or to stay motivated or stay in, in the right frame of mind? Yeah, it's really one thing that I've learned is scheduling your days and understanding how your brain works and how your motivation works. So I know that I am not motivated in the morning. I'm just not a morning person. I've known that for my entire life. I know my creativity switch. I, I can vouch for that. <laughs> yeah, my creativity switch comes on in the evening, in the afternoon. So I know, all right, so I'm going to spend my mornings going to the gym, doing some laundry, going to the grocery store, cleaning up the house. The mornings are my time to do just brainless stuff, just stuff where I can just exist and just kind of, you know, just pass the time any way I want. So that way I know I'm not having to get up at seven o'clock and I'm forcing myself to be creative or forcing myself to work. Um, I understand my brain's not, just not going to work that way. Um, so I scheduled my days in a way that is actually working for me instead of against me. Oh, I think that is a wonderful, wonderful tool we get very easily caught up in a lot of woulds and shoulds and coulds. We have this certain uh, dynamic that we expect, oh, I've got to be nine to five in the office. And the reality is this working from home has actually become, I think, liberating or could be liberating for people if they allowed themselves, if they, if they're introspective, and that's the first step, is figuring out who you are, when your juices flow, when you're most creative, when you can focus, when you can concentrate, because we are a cyclical people. We definitely have rhythms, and it's very unique. There's no question that that, and that can even change from day to day, depending on sleep cycles, depending on uh, a lot of nutrition, different factors. So being aware of that individually and not being afraid to shift your schedule when you can be more productive. I mean, during that time when you can concentrate best, I'll bet you, you can get five hours worth of work done in two hours yeah. just because you're, you're more geared, you're more focused, your physiology is and your juices are flowing during that time frame. So, I think that's a great point in making sure women in particular are not, they're not being pigeonholed into a circadian rhythm that doesn't fit their system. Absolutely. That's one thing that I talk with so many people, especially people who are transitioning from being an employee to a boss or even just working from home for the first time is that we have to let go of this corporate mindset of you have to be in an office from eight to six or nine to five or whatever. Um, and if you are, that means you've had a productive day, great work day. Um, that is such a fallacy. I can tell you that I spent eight hours in an office and I probably did two hours worth of good work. Um, and you know, it's just like, that's not how um, things work when you're working from home. So let go of that and don't beat yourself up for, um, you know, letting go of it. And also feeling bad if you're, working four hours a day. Maybe you're putting four hours in that are super, super productive um, and then doing whatever you want for the rest of those four hours. Um, so don't beat yourself up for not fitting into that, that very small kind of corporate idea of um, what a productive workday actually is. Yeah, we do tend to have a, a self-inflicted uh, sense of what success means during the day. And I found myself falling into that as we have 
decrease the volume of our patients in our practice so we could do the physical distancing, I've seen my volumes decrease. And I caught myself really feeling bad, like I wasn't accomplishing anything because I was seeing fewer patients. And that was my gauge of a successful day. And my sense is there's a lot of people out there once they're at home like this, they're being forced to work from home, they have to reassess what their criteria is for a successful day. And, you know, I guess you can run into conflicts there. Now, you, you have the, the advantage of being in your, your own boss. You have your own company. You're the, you're the creative uh, mind behind it. Plus, you run, you run the whole thing. So you get to set those parameters, whereas some people who are working from home probably are still getting uh, expectations from their supervisors, their bosses. Uh, And I guess that could work both ways. Like you said, if your boss says, if it's project-based, for example, and in the normal work setting, it might take eight hours to do it. But if you're at home and you can work when you are feeling most energized and, and, can be most productive. You might get that same thing done in two hours. Exactly. So I, I guess it, I guess it comes down to the scenario each person's in and trying to figure out how they can be most effective. Yeah. And I think what's really, really interesting about this time is I think management and leadership is going to change and shift forever. Um, I think that leaders and I, I experienced this and this is one of the reasons why I left the corporate world is I was constantly being micromanaged and that not only was just obnoxious, but it also basically destroyed any kind of trust that um, I had with my managers and my managers had with me. It was basically saying, I don't trust you to do the work. Let me tell you all you wow people. She's (laughs) been that way ever since she was about three years old. I'm very independent. Yeah. And I don't listen to her. If you can't tell, she has been very independent (laughs) from the get go. But what I love. This is not not just a Johnny come lately in that respect. Nothing new, nothing new here. But what I love is this time, it's forcing people to reassess how they're leading, how they're managing, not only in the workplace, but with maybe their family or their community, whatever kind of leadership role that you you might have. Um, It's forcing us to trust more and it's forcing us to put more um, emphasis on value and what's being done and the value that's coming out of the work that people are doing instead of, are they sitting at their office for eight hours? Um, So... What's your what's your insight into once this settles down? Yeah. What what do you see or do you see in women in particular who have experienced now this working from home, whether it was forced upon them or just or for whatever reason, once the immediate threat of the virus subsides and things go back to, to normal? Is there a possibility or do you see, you already mentioned leadership is going to be different. Do you see that maybe women in particular may be taking another look at work life and how that can be uh, changed based on the result of this? And so maybe doing something different after all this is over. What's your thoughts? I think it's going to make people reevaluate what they're willing to put up with or what they're willing to accept as what, you know, their work, work life is. Um, 
a lot of people I think are going to realize they love working from home. Some people are going to realize I hate it. I love being in an office. I'm a social person. Um, so I think once people actually might have the option to work from home, those who want to will, but also offices and corporate environments are going to change because it's the people who are going to be there want to be there. Um, so it's going to be, I think, a lot healthier an environment. Um, but it's, I think, going to give people the space in their mind to imagine um, actually having a little bit more autonomy and independence and creating what, what their actual life and work life is going to be. That makes sense. Along those lines, and that, that's very interesting, along those lines, do you think that there'll be options for even changing your work environment, even maybe becoming an entrepreneur or doing something different? Because I think for a lot of people, working from home or being their own boss never was, or maybe was something in the back of their mind, but due to whatever circumstances it never really manifested yeah. you know they were on the treadmill they were they were climbing up the position in the company and now all of a sudden they've been exposed to a completely different world of work and i'm wondering if that's going to really light a fire under under people i know you talk to a lot of women entrepreneurs and what are they saying yeah i really hope so i think that this is giving people an unprecedented amount of time to explore those hobbies that they haven't had time to do. Um, and even if you do go back to work and that's great and fine, um, maybe that you have the side hustle that you've been just doing as a hobby your whole entire life. Uh, maybe you start making some money off that and putting it into um, an actual kind of business instead of just a hobby. Um, I think it's really going to allow people to explore some more creative outlets, which is always good, I think. Now you've you've done that yourself. I think yeah. actually what you're doing now began kind of as a side hustle. You uh -huh. began doing all this while you were in the nine to five. Yep. So give folks a sense of what's involved in say they're in a particular job now, but they they really they've got a passion for doing something, and it could be something I don't know if it's teaching a course or if it's uh, starting a photography business or if it's uh, you know, becoming the best YouTube uh, <laughs> gir giraffe net cleaner, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. How, do, it, it, how did you go about that? How was that transition? Because it wasn't just overnight. Oh God, no. It took about three and a half, almost four years um, in the making. And so I just started on the weekends and the evenings it's exhausting and you know you have to put a lot of work in at the beginning um, obviously because you're juggling both a side hustle and a full-time job but one thing that I wish that I did that I didn't do was really niche down early on I mean this is something that I talked about with somebody on a podcast last night actually um, you know she was saying I have friends that love creating t-shirts right that's just something that she loves doing um, but she's creating t-shirts that are just for everybody um, and they're not selling because they're so broad um, and so I, I kind of was uh, suggesting all right well if you have a side hustle that you like doing whatever it is um, if you can niche down and really find that that gap in that niche market you're gonna be successful no matter what I think so I go through this exercise with people it's I call it toddler time it's basically asking why over and over and over again just like toddlers do right so I said well ask your friend why do you create t-shirts Maybe it's just because I like it and I like wearing stuff my own creation. Okay, great. Why? 
Maybe because when I had a son in high school and he was playing football, there were no cute shirts for the football team. They were ugly. They were men's shirts. They were baggy, nothing cute. Um, okay, why? Because there was no one making them. All right, there you go. You have a niche. You can create really cute shirts for all the moms in the local football teams. How many people do you think you're going to buy those? A bunch. Um, so if you can niche down early with your, um, your side hustle and your hobby, I think most people would be a lot more successful. Oh, that's fabulous advice. And I think that is something that people mess up from the very get-go oftentimes is they think they have to go so broad because yeah. they want everybody to, to purchase it and buy it. Well, the reality is with the internet now, and that's one of the beauties of this massive reach, is you could, if your interest is teaching bats to harmonize to the Beach Boys, there probably are several hundred thousand people in the world who are just enthralled with the concept of, of, of bats being able to harmonize with the Beach Boys. And yep. if you came out with a, a, a page that directed, the, then all of a sudden you've got these rabid fans who are excited about that. So I think that point is so critical. I mean, there's so many good things. People have to watch this several times. You've already given people so many great ideas, just if they just take one of these, that they're going to make this, this, this time in, in isolation so uh, positive. We talk, we talk here on WOW about the viral spiral, mm -hmm. about how we're using this to spiral upwards you know, the, the first step is to take care of yourself and your family. The second step is to do something kind for somebody, whether they know it or not. Love and that. the third is to use this time to transform into whatever the future you is going to be. And I think if you've got this passion, if you've got, and I don't care if you're 10 or if you're 90, if there's, if the music's still inside you, you want to get that out in some way. And this is a perfect opportunity for being able to translate that and never ever worry about you being too narrow there is a wealth of people out there who believe it or not share the same weirdness that you have yes. and if you find those people then you have a community that's going to just then explode so don't ever be afraid of niching down your passion like you said now that that made me think as I was thinking about being 10 or 90, a lot of members of the WOW community are over 50. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we have a lot of folks who are uh, in that age range because of many of the health issues that we deal with. And, and I'm not throwing stones because I'm one of these. And that's sometimes we're a little bit, uh, let's just call it technophobic, <laughs> that, you know, I, I, I sometimes have difficulty distinguishing to, between my Snapchat, my Instagram, and my, you know, my whatever kind of gram. And luckily, I have an expert I can call on to get me through most of that. But I know there's a lot of folks on our community, in our community, who may be a little apprehensive about the technology. Yeah. Any tips, any tips for those folks? Yeah, I, I know it can be ex extremely frustrating. Um, one of my qualities is I want to learn something immediately and do it perfectly as soon as I learn it. And I can, I understand how frustrating it can be when you are trying to do something and you just cannot figure it out. So 
a couple of things, you know, YouTube University, you can find how to do something on YouTube so easily. And there's 10,000 <laughs> showing you how to do it. So just go to YouTube and watch a couple of videos. Um, people literally will walk you through almost anything that you're trying to do online um, and show you how to do it. So go to YouTube University, you know, enroll there. Just that's what I always do. Um, but also, and just, it's free. It's and free. It's free. It's, I'm all about you're, free. You're yeah. speaking my tongue there. Yeah, exactly. And podcasting is free. If you're trying to figure out how to do something, there's probably a podcast out there that will explain how to do it. Um, but also, just don't be afraid to ask for help. If this is something that you know that it's going to take you 12 hours to figure it out, but you know somebody that you can outsource it to, is it'll take two. Just do that. It'll save you time. It'll save you headache. Um, and it'll be done really quickly and done well. So just don't be afraid to ask for help and outsource. Um, and if you don't want to do that, um, go online and find a video because there's, I'm sure, something out there that can help you. Yeah, I think the, the only limitation today is your, your own head, mm -hmm. is your, your inability to get past whatever fear, you know, the F-E-A-R, false expectations appearing real. Yeah. And try and get past that. And I, I certainly know myself, there are times when I feel incredibly frustrated and challenged. And I realize that what would take me five hours, I could shoot to you and it will take about a minute and a half. <laughs> so it, it's yeah. know your limitations, but don't be afraid of those limitations because yeah. there's, there's plenty of folks out there with that expertise. And the reality is, the, the amount that you pay these folks to accomplish that is far less than the amount of value that in, you'll be spending in your own time yeah. to try to accomplish it yourself. So don't be afraid of that. And another tip that I give people is if you figure out how to do something one time, right? And say, for example, it's you know, changing something on your website, whether, you know, if you have a side hustle and you've got a little website up and you're changing something on the website. So if you do it correctly one time, awesome. Um, if you, everybody probably has QuickTime on their computer, um, you can record your screen of you doing that task, right? Correctly. So now you can record yourself doing something and you're like, oh, I know I'm going to forget how to do this next time I try to do it record yourself doing it that first time so you can go watch that video next time and be like, oh, that's the button I need to press. That's a great idea. And then, you know, when your friend, when your friend in the book club calls you and says, you know, I've been trying for hours to do this. I'll say, well, I've just got this video I recorded that I did the same thing. So you look like a genius. You'll look like you're brilliant. So I think that's great advice. Uh, well, a little bit on a different note, uh, how are things going out in Utah with in Salt Lake City with COVID? Are you guys, I saw where you, you guys were kind of opening back up to some degree and it's not what? that, uh, not that bad out there as far as any big hot spots. Not that I know of, you know, um, we're out in the suburbs of Salt Lake City. We're about 40 minutes outside of the city. So, um, you know, we don't really go out too much, obviously, because of COVID, but also we both work from home and we're just kind of homebodies anyway. So I guess things probably might be opening up, but I would have no idea. <laughs> I haven't gone out. Um, yeah, you know, yeah you're probably, you, you guys are in that scenario that's probably been almost least affected as far as your lifestyle yes. than, uh, than almost anybody else. So we have to be the uh, weirdest 20 something newlyweds. I mean, our life is, <laughs> you know, we work, we hang out at home and then we work again. So. I like it, I yeah. like it. Well, listen, uh, we've, we've pretty much run our gamut on time here. I think there's been some incredibly valuable 
tips and tricks and I just thank you so much and I know these people are on our community are going to get a lot from this any uh, any other first of all where if people are interested and they want to learn more about what you do and your yeah. services uh, how can they find you on the interwebs yeah, absolutely. So you can go to moderndarlingmedia.com. That's where you can, you know, see all my different services, social media, podcasting, website design, graphic design, all that good stuff that we can help with. Um, and the Hustlenomics podcast is on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all of the podcast platforms. You can find it there. Wonderful. Wonderful. And I understand you have a special freebie for our WOW uh, community members just specially for them. Tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely. So I have two that I thought might be um, good for people during this time. So one is a kind of little workbook or worksheet, I guess, that has a bunch of my favorite goal setting apps. Um, so some of them are just tracking healthy habits. Some of them are daily motivation. Um, you know, anybody can use it. If you're just looking for something to put on your phone to kind of help you reach your goals, whatever they might be, um, there's a couple of recommendations there. Um, and also, um, I have a smart goal planner. Um, a smart goal is basically specific, you know, timely, all those different things. You can get into it in the worksheet, but it's a way for you to kind of really get down and dirty with your goals um, and figure out different ways that you can achieve them. So, I have those two. And also, if you're ever interested, if anybody out there is starting a side hustle um, or starting a business and you just need some help with social media or whatever it might be, um, I have a free resource library that has probably about 14 or 15 free downloads and all different kind of creative stuff. Um, so templates, worksheets, email templates, things like that. So go and check that out on my website under the education tab. Um, and one last thing, if anybody has any recommend, needs any recommendations on tools for your business, I also have all of my tools and the platform recommendations on my website as well. Wow, boy, that's, that's fantastic. That's an encyclopedia of knowledge right there for anybody who's interested in some efficiency tools while they're working from home, uh, ways to improve their, their lifestyle, decrease their stress, increase their effectiveness. And then if you're beginning to say, hey, this might be the new start for my new venture, that's some great things to get the ball rolling. And if nothing else, just get people thinking about it, just people yeah. aware of it. So yeah. thank you so much for that. The link will be right above this video and we'll also have it in the comments. And if you have any questions for Katie, just put them in the comment section. And we, as I've told you, every time we do this, I read every single comment and we appreciate the engagement. We appreciate the folks taking the time to look at this. I think the value you're going to get from this will be, will be tremendous. So thank you uh, again, Katie, for uh, taking time out of your day to be a part of this. And we appreciate everything uh, you've done uh, for adding to, to decreasing the stress uh, of these folks living at home during this crazy, crazy time. Yeah. And uh, so we appreciate that. Uh, and dead gum, am I proud of you? Thank you. That's just that's just a dad thing. You guys, forgive me for forgive me for being a dad there for a minute. So until wow. next time. One last thing before we. Oh, oh one last thing. Sorry. Yeah. 
I'm just thinking if there's anybody out there who has ideas for a business or a side hustle and you have no idea how to make it a business or a side hustle, um, I would be happy to offer like a complimentary just kind of brainstorm session just to talk it out and figure out how you can make your hobby a side hustle and, and create some passive income. So just wanted to offer that for anybody who might feel a little stuck. That is fantastic. Guys, I can tell you that alone is worth hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. So take her up on that. She wouldn't offer if she didn't mean it. So guys, thanks for watching. And as I always tell you, make healthy choices. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Women's Online Wellness Podcast. To join the conversation, access show notes, and discover bonus content, join our private Facebook community by sending a request to Women's Online Wellness. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to hear more, just head over to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. For questions about the podcast or to get more information, email Dr. Eaker at reaker at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening, and until next time, choose to be healthy.